Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real life issues. All right, welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Today's topic is where should I send my kids to school? Public school, private school, or homeschooled? I'm your host, Jared Leonard, and I'm joined by several guests today. So here's how we're going to do our introductions. Uh, Since this is an audio-only podcast, I'm going to have each guest introduce themselves, uh, also introduce your uh, the ages of your children, and as well what uh, what schooling choice your family has made. So we'll start uh, right over here with Jeff and Karen. Hi, I'm Jeff, and I'm Karen, and we have two kids, but they're older now. So uh, Tyler's 28, and Casey is 25. Just turned 25. <laughs> you can say that in the microphone, Karen. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we chose uh, Christian school. To send our kids to. So awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us. Millers? I am Jesse Miller. And I'm Abe. And we have five children. We chose to send our kids to public school. Um, we have Isaac, who's 19, Claire is 18, Maddie is 16, uh, Zeke is 14, and Lucy is 13. So we have five teenagers. Oh, man. Oh, How fun. <laughs> Amen. Busy. <laughs> How fun. And then we also have the Porters with us today. Yes. I'm Brooke Porter. I'm Doug Porter. <laughs> and we have five kids also. Um, we homeschool. We've homeschooled the whole time. Wait, all their ages. Come on, Brooke. I know. I actually was getting a little nervous when Jesse was doing her <laughs> ages. And I was like, oh, no, the pressure's on. So we have Denver, who is 14. No, he's 15. 15. We have Denver, 15. Carson, 13. He just turned 13. Braxton is 10. Ish. <laughs> Wait, I forgot Ashton. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Ashton? yeah. So it goes Denver, 15, Carson, 13, 13 Ashton, <laughs> 11, Braxton, 10, and Lydia is 8. I got it. Nice. <laughs> took a little bit. If we got it wrong, you won't know. <laughs> we, we'll have no idea. We'll have no idea. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, actually, this when we started talking about the parenting podcast, this is one of the topics that has been uh, kind of in the back of my head, and I've been really, really excited to tackle this. I think there's a lot of parents, myself included, that um, have smaller children or, or maybe are right in the middle of raising kids that are asking these types of questions. Um, where should we send our kids to school and why? Are there any biblical precedents for, for any of that? So um, let's just start off with Why? The question of why. Why did your uh, family choose the the choice that you made for schooling? And um, I don't know. We can start with anyone. Who who would like to start? Abe. <laughs> <laughs> you were pointing right. at someone else. I was, I was pointing, but that doesn't work on a podcast. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so our kids uh, go to Seidel, uh, which is... Where obviously where we live, but also where our church is located in the Saydale School District. So, um, Jesse and I were talking about this earlier, but you know, one one of the one of the reasons was like financially, like yeah, we can't send them to a private Christian <laughs> school, so that we're just not gonna. That's not even an option for us with five kids at that point. So, yeah. we kind of knew from the beginning we were gonna send them to public school. Jesse and I were both public school kids our whole lives. And um, it turned out all right. <laughs> some would say. Uh, so yeah, that's been kind of our 
that's what we knew. That's what we were used to. We grew up with ourselves and, um, we, we kind of, we knew going into it that there were going to be issues. Mm -hmm. They were going to run into crazy things. I mean, we knew that even as little kids and even stuff they were being taught in the schools, the friends they were going to make the issues that they were going to run into. And we were ready. We were ready for that. And that was, that was kind of our thinking going into it to say, okay, let's be ready to have those conversations, talk about it. And, um, yeah, you know, Saydell's kind of been that forgotten school district in between Des Moines and Ankeny and stuff, but it's been, it's a small school district, so it feels like family and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we've enjoyed that, mm -hmm. um, even where our church is located in the, in the community and stuff. It's been great to be able to have that connection, uh, with the community and the school and, um, it definitely has been, have had issues, which we'll get into later, but that's yeah. kind of how we got there. Yeah. Awesome. Warshams, how about you guys go next? Share share about well, Christian school. We chose Christian education in, in part because we teach there. <laughs> so um, you know, Abe talked about the cost, and that's a real thing. But cost for us wasn't – that wasn't a part of the deal. Um, but I think we, we chose a Christian school or would have sent our kids to a Christian school um, – in part, in the Christian school, the traditional Christian school, you get all the subjects taught, but from a biblical worldview. And so we just wanted that partnership yeah. um, for our kids and for us. The Christian school partners with the home, mm -hmm. we believe, and partners with the church. Yeah. They're not either one of those, but we just wanted that extra aid in helping our kids grow. Yeah. So no, That's good. Orders? Well, I would say the first reason probably was flexibility. Since working at a church and I work on Sundays, um, I would only have Saturday with them. So we're like, okay, if we can homeschool, we can be really flexible, do whatever we want, whenever we want. I come home for lunch, I see them. So we're pretty tight family, so we eat every meal together and mm -hmm. are together all the time. So that just was the first thing. And then flexibility of just being able to like adapt to the children's level at each at each uh stage like, well not stage but like class oh, so like sure. if they're really good at math or if they need to do slow down in english or sure. whatever we could just adapt all of those in every different way or whatever because we were both public schooled so and again like you guys said turned out fine like i mean i had a rough um till seventh grade different school every grade, but then high school, I had a super good high school. So learned a lot and it was a really good school. So, mm. so not against any of that. It was just uh, mostly flexibility. I think at the beginning, we actually looked at Christian school first We and uh, could obviously it was too expensive for us. So we went with homeschool. So. Well, we kind of already covered this a little bit in your introdu introductions, I guess, about why your family chose it. But Maybe what are some additional things, since the guys spoke a bunch, we'll have the ladies answer this one. Um, what, what did you or do you like about this particular type of schooling? Um, maybe in addition to what, what's already been said, what do, you, what do you enjoy about that? I can go first. Um, I think at Sadel we knew that it was a small school district, and like he already mentioned that, but um, we just really enjoyed that. And we knew I, I grew up actually at North Polk high school, so it was pretty small. It's grown a ton since then, but, um, we knew that 
we would like that better mm-hmm. for our kids to be able to form a lot of relationships and friendships and hopefully get as involved as we could um, just in the sports. And, and honestly, um, our kids were able to kind of jump in and out of sports. Um, we haven't been super like committed to one sport all the way through our our kids, have, we let them make that decision themselves. And band. They were in band. Yeah, and oh. band and color guard and stuff. So I think there's been a lot of opportunities for the kids to get involved in some of the activities because it was such a small mm. school. Yeah. Instead of, you know, maybe being an Ankeny and being a number and, you know, not that our kids aren't athletic, but they're probably not, like, amazing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think just having the opportunity to actually get involved and – in as many activities as they wanted to was yeah. fun. So. All right. We'll go over to the Warshams. What is, uh, what is something you enjoy about Christian school particularly? Well, I think one of the things that we enjoy the most is that what we're teaching at home is also what they're getting taught in mm-hmm. the classroom. Yeah. Uh, and then the relationships that they were able to develop we knew that they had the same background of some sort to help reinforce um, the biblical teaching that we were doing at home. Yeah. Awesome. It's not to say that there aren't issues in the Christian yeah, school, Yeah, right? they're perfect. Yeah. All the Christian school kids are, are perfect. I'm a public school kid, so I understand <laughs> all that, and I went to some good schools. Um, but my wife went to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. I went to a public school in, in elementary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just reinforcing what what we're teaching, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's great. Orders? I mean, you talked about the flexibility already, yes. which that's a that's a huge yes, plus, especially is... with your family dynamics and Yeah, and that, that is a huge plus. We definitely appreciate the flexibility of being able to just um take a day off if we need to, if Doug's got a day off and he has to work over the weekend and that's super nice. Um I will say that we I mean, we do pray about it each year and just make sure that's still what mm. the Lord has on our heart for each child each year, and that is still the place that he has us, um, homeschooling. But we love that we can, I mean, we're picking what we're teaching, so we can teach whatever we want um, with biblical principles, and we can put that into every subject that they're doing, math, science, um, history, I mean, we have Bible, and so just all those things we can um, tie into the gospel and bring biblical principles into that. We love that, um, like Doug said earlier, that we can go at a certain pace. Mm -hmm. We have one child who would probably, he he just struggles a little more academically than the rest, and I think he would um, really struggle in public school. And he um, is kind of our servant-hearted more of our lover, more emotional. And I think um, maybe being in a school setting would have been a bit um, frustrating and discouraging to him and may have even just had maybe even a little bit of an effect on his personality that we don't necessarily have at home because I can just um, tailor it to how he's doing or what mm-hmm. what he's doing. So um, we like that, that we can kind of personalize it for each child. Um, even the curriculum. So you can like pick the curriculum you know, there's all these choices. So we've tried some and then we've switched to others because something didn't work out. Whereas a public school would be stuck with whatever the school's doing. Right. You know, and and not be able to adapt it. So we like that and Yeah. And we like I mean, I 
like having our kids home all the time. I don't know if that's for everyone or if it's everyone's personality, but I enjoy being with our kids yeah. all day. So, I mean, I find that's a benefit for me too. You definitely would have to have that heart <laughs> for being a homeschool yeah. mom. Yes. Oh, otherwise, you just go nuts. Um, okay, so we talked about the positives. Let's talk about maybe some of the, the negatives or some of the difficult things. Um, of different schooling, maybe that your family's experienced as well. So what are some hard things about the schooling choice that you guys have made? We'll start with the porters this time. We'll sure. go right back to you. Um, I guess the hard thing about the schooling choice, I would say if somebody's like listening to this and they're like, how do I choose public, private, homeschool? I would say the hardest part of homeschooling is probably starting mm. <laughs> because there's so much there's so much curriculum and there's so many things to choose from and how do I do it and where do I get the resources and how much does it cost and all those things, which if you start when they're younger is a little bit easier because you're just kind of easing in. I mean, you go from preschool to kindergarten and it's mm -hmm. just, you kind of ease in gently, but I've had a few people come to me who have fifth grade. Okay. We're designing a homeschool. I don't know where to start. There's mm. so much information. There's these laws. They're like, which aren't, I wasn't even that crazy with that. That's not even really that big of a concern. But um, so I think starting is probably a hard thing when you're making this decision, just where to start with and going through all the material and finding what fits for your family, which, but the benefit of homeschooling is that you can do that. Yeah. So everyone, I, I mean, we are in a co-op, it has 45 families and I can guarantee you that none of us homeschool the same. Yeah. We might be similar. We might be doing similar curriculums or that kind of thing, but I bet none of our days look the same Yeah. Um, because each family is different. Each dynamic is different. Each child parent is different. I mean, each parent's personality is different. So mm -hmm. that is one of the nice things that you can like change that however you need to for your fam to work with your family. But I would say starting is probably one of the more difficult things to get through all that information. I would say um, <laughs> as much as I love having my kids with me all day and that fits my personality okay, <laughs> They're also with me all day, yeah. like, um, which is good. Um, but there's no mental break. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no silence. There's always questions. And we have five. So there's always talking. There's always questions. There's always the next thing. There's always somebody getting something out that you just picked up. Like, there's just all of that. So mm -hmm. I would say that is difficult. You have to just be ready to be patient in that mm -hmm. and to have all that busyness. And, um, you know, some people deal with that differently. Some people have quiet times, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I would say, what's another? Oh, I mean, another big thing is you actually have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you have to do it. You're at home. Your kids are here. You are schooling them. So you have to do the work to get it done. Yeah. If I'm not putting in the effort and making sure my kids are getting their math done and their history and their science and their handwriting, their keyboarding. And if I'm not the one doing that, then they're not getting that. They're yeah. just sitting at home. So um, that is difficult. It takes work. I mean, by the time I've taught the fifth grade, fifth math for the fifth time, the fifth grade that day, I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to do any more math today. <laughs> I'm like, I've done it all the way from equivalent fractions to like algebra and sometimes the algebra I'm not gonna lie my teen he's in ninth grade and sometimes that algebra I'm like I might cry I'm like can I cry I'm like I don't know and so it's so that can be that's hard yeah I mean the work is hard but rewarding I like it but yeah Doug did you have anything to add to that negatives 
Yeah, or just hard, um, hard I think, things. I think one thing is that they're siblings. So you know how everybody with parents, how siblings are with each other versus how they are. <clears throat> so I think that adds to the stress of just yeah. them bickering and fighting and complaining all the time. And, you know, from breakfast to lunch to dinner, what we're eating, like she's dealing with all of that too, instead of that happening at school. So you're almost, even as like more, I don't know, we're not necessarily strict, but we're a little bit more harsh when it comes to like, don't act like that. You know, so like when you get into public school, they wouldn't put up with it. Whereas yeah. at home, we probably are more. So it's maybe could be making them more soft or more. I don't know. So that <laughs> sometimes I worry about that. So it's like, you know, if you went to school right now, you'd be sitting in a desk for so many hours, like <laughs> actually doing your work instead of complaining. Like they're not going to listen to it, you know. So yeah. I think that would be something um, I think too. like whatever our weakness would be is in teaching. So like, let's say she doesn't like math or whatever, you know, so like when it starts to become a struggle, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, YouTube or like, you know, what, like, how are we going to figure this out? Mm -hmm. So that can be a weakness. They may end up having our weaknesses with teaching so that we have to figure out how to like um, combat that or how to supplement that. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Lord has been really good. He's pointed us towards a lot of curriculum that if I am struggling in an area, um, we've found places, other people to teach it, other curriculums to watch. There's so many options for homeschooling. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but so if there is, I mean, Denver's in high school now, so I don't necessarily, I'm not a high school teacher. <laughs> and I'm not sure I would go into that as a profession. Like, you know, and so I've, we've had to find, we've had to pray about it and be like, Lord, what, where do we have our high schooler? Do we have them at home? If so, we need to find something that has some a little bit extra support. We need yeah. um, a little bit more teaching from the outside, even though, and there's good, I mean, what he's doing now is BJU. It's a biblical-based, like, um, worldview of those. So, and yeah. I'm sure, I think they use that in the private, or, yeah, in the pub, private school sometimes, BJU. So, yeah, we've found things to kind of help where I maybe am lacking, which yeah. is kind of a lot of places, but I do my best. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, it's like parenting, but also schooling and all that. <laughs> That's good. We'll go over to the Warshams. Uh, share maybe some some hard things, difficult things about uh, Christian or private school. Uh, well, there's the cost for people, so that's that's probably the the big thing. Uh, I have this question in my mind. You know, there's a perception that when you send your kids to a Christian school, you kind of go into a bubble, mm. right? And uh, so the question, I guess, for me, us, is how much do we want to expose our kids to? Mm. Um, so, you know, we understand that the biblical mandate directive to parents is that we're responsible for um, the education of our kids. Yeah. Now, how we choose to do that mm -hmm. is up to each one of us. So right. I think that's that's the, that's the groundwork there or the foundation for that. But, you know, I, I, we weren't ready to, I guess expose our kids to things that maybe they were going to face in a, in a public school. Not that they don't face those things in a Christian school, but I think at a, to a lesser degree. And also when, when our kids first started out, we were in a little rougher area. We, yep. we had well, about, we were about 45 minutes from Chicago, pretty rough. And so we knew at that point that was not going to be an option for us. Mm. We just said this needs to be, they need to be in the Christian school. And we also had um, a handicapped child that we wanted to be, we wanted to protect. Mm -hmm. And so by protecting him, 
we thought the best course would be to have him at, at our school that we were teaching at. And there was a battle between our, I say our school, and the services we were going to mm-hmm. or not get the, provided for our son. So we definitely had to fight for for those services. Yeah. Yeah, so that was hard. Where where maybe in the public school those are kind of automatic, they are. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. If there's some sort of difficulty or or mm-hmm. things like that, hmm. I would say another negative that I felt, um, although it, it could be a positive. Besides, uh, the classes were smaller, so positive. They were smaller. They got one on one attention. Negative. That was their friend group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have a lot of opportunities to have a large friend base. Now it changed, you know, as they got older and our school got bigger. They eventually, you know, had more and more friends. But in high school, it's even a different dynamic Mm -hmm. besides elementary and middle school. But, um, you know, once they got into the high school, they were able to – Oh, bleed up into the upper grades because it's not such a big deal having mm-hmm. a ninth grader, you know, be friends with a a high schooler, a, a senior, or a junior. But you know, the eighth graders definitely don't want to have no. a sixth grade mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, positives and negatives in that respect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any others that you can think no. of? All right, we'll we'll throw it over here to the Millers. What are some hard things you kind of alluded to it a little bit? Yeah, the I mean, the obviously they're exposed to a lot, um, so those are those are definitely, you know, some of those things. Those are hard to walk through friends, certain situations. Um, you know, the education. I mean, you're you're talking about you don't have the flexibility. It, it is what it is. It's what they're taught. You know, and some of the stuff they've come home with, you're like. What are we doing? You know, they don't like, know how to spell very is, well anymore. <laughs> this is crazy, you know, like you know, how they do math or how yeah, they're not they're not doing spelling tests anymore or they're not, you know, like so those have been hard to like walk through and then then you start to feel like, is my kid behind? Are they not getting a great education? What does that mean for their future? You know, so those are some issues to think through. I mean, some of the some of the teachers, you know, like like Doug and Brooke were talking about, you can kind of you can morph the teaching to your kid and what, how do they learn and how do they, you know, get things mm-hmm. where, where we're at. It's like, this is it. Like if you don't like this type of learning, that's the way you mm-hmm. get it. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's difficult. So then we just have them go on YouTube and figure stuff out. <laughs> yep. And then Doug and Brooke are on there. Teaching. Yeah. 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 See, there you go. It's all on YouTube. <laughs> so yeah, I think those, together. those are some, those are definitely things that are, you you just kind of have we've dealt with over the years and in each kid is different i mean some of our kids do really well in school and some of our kids struggle and it's you know and we we have we have contemplated you know hey maybe we should send this one child to a christian school or mm-hmm. we you know we should home homeschool this one you know and i think you did for like we did, yeah, we did one year for one <laughs> semester. fifth grade brooke fifth grade. but i couldn't handle it i just wanted him to sit down for three hours and get it done and he wasn't gonna do that and i should have known better which is what which is why structure of private or public school can be better for some kids i think yeah because uh, yeah. we have one that like leaves and goes to the library right now because he just can't handle the chaos and the noise mm-hmm. and the... yep 
Yeah, I mean, I would say the hardest thing has just been, you know, some of the things that they have been influenced by or they come home talking about. I heard this on the bus and what does that mean? And, you know, so we just have had real life conversations probably at a much younger age than we would have liked. Mm -hmm. Um, But we knew that going in. I Mm -hmm. mean, the world is not getting any better. So all the issues that they're facing are getting worse and worse. But at the same time, you know, we're still called to love our neighbors and love the people around us and be a light. And so that's been our focus. Like, okay, well, how can you love this person even though they're not lovable mm-hmm. or they're not acting kind towards you? You can still you can still show kindness. You can still be a good friend even when they're not treating you very well. So, you know, we've had a lot of real life conversations um, weekly. <laughs> so, but I think those are some of the hardest things that we've had to face. Yeah. So, so nothing is perfect. Nope. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, we'll come back to the Warshams here. The next question is, was was there anything unexpected that you learned uh, maybe over the course of time? This, you, maybe you had this expectation set for, for Christian school or whatever schooling you chose, um, and then over time it was like, oh, I did not expect that. Hmm. I guess maybe, I don't know, I guess maybe my view of parents' expectations of the Christian school, sometimes I think that they think that the Christian school is there to fix a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that way at all. You're supposed to partner. <laughs> We're just there to partner with and yeah. come alongside. So um, that's probably one of the biggest things for us. Yeah, so yeah. when you're dealing with a parent like that, it's it's... A lot of prayer. You, you can't necessarily make them understand, but... Mm-hmm. And it takes try. a lot of prayer for administration to choose the right students for our environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't accept just anybody, but we also want to make sure that we have the right fit. And there, let me, there are different kinds of Christian education. I taught at a school that was evangelical. So while... So we would have unsaved kids. Mm-hmm. families, but they had to abide by whatever the rules were. So so that was good in the fact that, man, we were sharing the gospel all the time, and mm-hmm. we saw kids get saved, but it can be difficult yeah. when something comes up and the parent doesn't understand, and so you have to deal with that. As opposed to where we're at now, we're at Grandview Christian. It's a covenant school. So do we have unsaved kids? Well, sure we do. Um. But 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 there is a partnership. There's somebody in the family there that's that's a, that's a believer, right? And so there's more of a partnering there with Christian families. So, yeah, yeah, there, you're right. There are different types of private school as well, um, and and some are more evangelistic, like you said, where it's like, yeah, the, our purpose as a school is to reach out into the community and saved, unsaved. But then we have these rules. Yeah, that's a good distinction there with private schools. Um, we'll come over to the porters. What are some things? Yeah, some some unexpected things. Um, I would think my most unexpected thing was probably just um how the Lord would show me my own sin in homeschooling, and when you have your kids home with you all the time, um, I just feel like 
the sanctification mm-hmm. is um, very great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even just the other day, I was talking to a friend who she was talking about progressive sanctification and how the Lord calls her to have um, to the Holy Spirit to be working in her heart to keep her calm and patient, even when her kids, she homeschools, are not. And that is difficult. It's difficult to have patience. It's difficult to when somebody is getting frustrated or starting to get upset about something to not let yourself get that for you to then get frustrated and start using like negative talk or just harsher talk, I guess not negative, Mm -hmm. but maybe more harsh tones and stuff. And so, I mean, I think that is what the most unexpected thing that I've seen, like realized in homeschooling is just my own sin and just (laughs) having to ask the Lord to, you know, um, use the Holy spirit in my own life and be like, Lord, I need you to help me in these areas so that I can school these children correctly, but not just school them, parent them because Mm -hmm. they're home all day. So all day is parenting all day is trying to teach them in this situation, in this situation, in this situation. And that just takes a lot of wisdom. (laughs) And I don't have that wisdom like at all. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so the Lord just needs to give me that wisdom. (laughs) If he could just do that, that'd be great. And um, so I guess that would be probably the most unexpected thing. I think also on a positive unexpected thing, is that it got um, easier. Mm. So as, I mean, we've been doing this, uh, Denver's 15, so we've been doing this 14, 13 years, whatever. And um, we have found a routine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I know my curriculum. I know what I like. I know what works. Um, we have our day. Um, we're kind of laid back. I know there's all different gamuts of homeschooling, mm-hmm. the very scheduled and the very unscheduled, and I think we're somewhere in the middle. But um so that was unexpected to get to a point where you go, oh, this isn't that bad. When I wake up each morning, this doesn't feel like hard work. It used mm-hmm. to feel like hard work. It used to feel like I have these little ones and I'm trying to homeschool these not quite little ones and the little little ones are down here. Yeah. And how do I do that while still entertaining a toddler? And then, you know, they get a little older. And But we've kind of, that was one thing, one unexpected thing is kind of to get to that point where you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. We've found our groove and it's working. So, yeah. We'll go over to the Millers. What's something maybe unexpected from you guys or for, for public school? I think, um, the one child that we did bring home, um, to homeschool, he had always struggled with reading and, um, in preschool and kindergarten, that was back in the day when, you know, the no child left behind, act or whatever it's called came to be and so they wanted them in school as soon as they could get them which is great but yet he was a super young five-year-old starting kindergarten and I I knew that was going to be tough for him I knew it was going to go bad and so he has struggled I would say pretty much every year with reading um you know and that's why I brought him I thought bringing him home would really help but um I thought I could help and it just didn't go very well. But anyway, um, I think I realized and learned that I could have had more of a voice. Mm. I could have fought that harder yeah. back when he was in kindergarten, even though the kindergarten teacher had been teaching for 30 years, and she said, no, he is fine. He is right along with his peers. And I believed her, and I'm, I'm sure she was right, but um, I probably could have fought that a little harder, and I don't think I, I knew that. Mm-hmm. So that's something that was kind of unexpected. Um and I think, you know, as parents, we have the choice at any time to change our minds. <laughs> we mm-hmm. can choose to send them to the Christian school, which we've thought about, prayed about. We could choose to homeschool. So, you know, I think every family needs to make that decision for themselves, like we've been talking about already. 
Um, and it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say one, maybe on a positive that I didn't really expect was with having five kids in their Christian, or not in the Christian school, public school, as Christians, um, you know, that go to church and stuff, just mm-hmm. like, you know, we look at our kids and are like, oh man, they're mis- misbehaving and they're having issues and they don't seem respectful and stuff, but like, in the public school, like, our kids were, like, angels. <laughs> you know, like, we would go have parent-teacher conferences, like, oh, we love your kids. Oh, my goodness, they're so mm-hmm. thankful for your kids. Like, oh, we know your kids. They're so happy. And, you know, we're like, really? Like, are these the same kids? Yeah. Like, are you talking Praise about, are you that kid home? <laughs> they do yeah, know how you know? to respect <laughs> others. <laughs> so, like, our perspective on that was, was different. But then, you know, all the teachers, they knew all of our kids. They still know our kids. And because it's a smaller school and, mm-hmm. and the influence that we have and, you know, like I go in and talk to some of the administration and stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm Abe Miller, you know, and my kids are like, oh yeah, we know your kid, you know. Mm-hmm. How many more do we have coming? Uh. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, they are having, I guess the unexpected is like, I didn't realize my kids would have as much impact maybe yeah. as I going into it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you say like, we want to be a light. We want our kids to be a light. And you're like, are they really being a light? Are they really mm. doing that? Are they really, you know, mm. and I think they have been more than we realize just because mm-hmm. we're not there, right? So you don't yeah. see it. You don't, you know, unless a teacher tells you or another parent tells you or whatever. So um, that's been encouraging and maybe more than I thought it was going to be going into it. Yeah, that's great. The next question we've got is, uh, have your kids always been happy with your choice? That's a good one. We'll start with you guys, Millers. Okay, so were the kids happy with the public school choice? Um, I mean, I think we've already alluded to the fact that, you know, we have talked at different times about changing our mind and sending our kids um, to a Christian school or whatever. And that has mostly come from the kids because, um, you know, they're unhappy with the friends at school. You know, some drama happened and um, girls can be really mean. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so we've been dealing with a situation or an issue with the girls. Um, And, you know, we've thought, well, maybe this is the time the Lord would want us to make a change. Um, But, you know, we've spent time in prayer and come to the conclusion that, no, we weren't going to just make a decision based on drama happening Mm -hmm. at school. That's not that's not a wise choice there. Um, But I would say overall, the kids were happy. you know, there's been times when um, we don't think they're probably being a very good light, but like Abe just said, you know, come to realize, okay, maybe they are doing better than we thought. Um, one of our girls wanted to be homeschooled pretty um, strongly, felt like she was being bullied at school or she didn't have any friends, I guess was more of the issue. Um, but I sent an email to the guidance counselor and asked her, is there any way that she can be in as many classes as possible with her one other Christian friend <laughs> who we love their family and stuff. And the counselor was like, absolutely, I will do whatever I can. Oh, so yeah. as parents, you know, we do we do have a voice and mm-hmm. we can um, we can make requests and we can ask and we can pray. And um, and I was really glad I, I sent that email. So um, anything else? Yeah, I, w- I, I think for... Four out of the five of our five kids at one point since they've been in public school have said, I want to switch schools. I want to go to a Christian school. I want to be homeschooled. I mean, 
Because they have friends at Grandview. Mostly it's, <laughs> mostly it's friend related yeah. for True. the most part. Yeah. It's not like, I want a better education. You know? like, I just feel yeah. like I'm not getting what I should be getting. You know, it's like I my friends are there. Spell. <laughs> they don't care. They just use autocorrect. They just yeah. like their friends. <laughs> yeah, so mostly I think it does spell. have a lot to do with friends, which I think would be, you know, from a church perspective, we're really thankful that we have a great church and a yeah. great youth yeah. ministry and kids ministry here. I mean, that's huge. For mm-hmm. for us, it's huge because it is like an oasis for our kids. It is mm-hmm. like they look forward to youth group. They look forward to church and worship and the preaching and stuff. I mean, that's a that's a really, really big deal because we're not getting it at a, at a private Christian school, you know, like that it would be or or the, you know, the Bible time at home or whatever that is maybe more structured into that. So it becomes a a really important thing, which is, I remember that as a kid too. I mean, I loved youth group. Mm. I mean, I couldn't wait for Wednesdays. It was the best. And a lot of it had to do with friends, which, you know, that's a huge part too. Like their really close friends are from church. Mm-hmm. They have friends at the at school, but they're close friends. And we, as parents, you know, we really did direct that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, how about you hang out with these kids, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, go have a hangout. Go go sleep over with that church kid. That would be great, you know. Yeah. Like, so we really tried to enforce that. Or hey, I'll have them come over, and uh, that's been a big deal as well. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they've they don't know any different. That's all they've known is yeah. public school. So it's not like ooh ooh ooh. But yeah, I think it comes down to friends. That's a huge. That's a huge deal. Yeah, Warshams. We'll talk to you about. Uh, have your kids always been happy with your choice? I think uh, both our kids have been happy with it. Uh, they have definitely... They didn't have a choice. They, they didn't have a choice, you're right. But they definitely wanted to be involved in every single thing that they could possibly be in. Mm. Be it, you know, choir, band, special group, waking up at 7 in the morning to go to a public school to serve breakfast to them. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, they both wanted to do everything and all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but I think at the time when... Drama did happen, and it mm-hmm. always does mm-hmm. because they're human and mm-hmm. girls. Sinners. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point in time, that could have been when they would have said, oh, man, I wish we just had a different place. Yeah. But we never heard them say that out loud, and so they were very happy with the friends that they had and uh, where they went to school. Yeah, and the friends thing, like Abe said, is a huge deal at that yeah. point in their life. But what's cool is that they still have those Friendships now, even though mm-hmm. they've yeah. been out of school for years now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes us old. <laughs> We're aging ourselves here. No, that's but I, I was, you know, you said you, it's cool to see kids from, uh, whether it's other Christian schools or other schools, whatever, come to ball games mm-hmm. to see maybe kids in their youth group that are playing yeah. in yeah. those games. So it's kind of cool to see those. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not that divide, I guess. Yeah. much anymore between schools oh i don't go there <laughs> uh but you see them come in and you see them watch and yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to see that so. mm-hmm. yeah yeah Support. that is cool yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of that i think is the church yeah. you know yep. where yep. and yep. the church that we're a part of and things and that doesn't happen everywhere but we have a lot of different schools represented here which can be hard uh from a church perspective is like okay where do we invest time and energy and what ball games do you go to and not go to and there's just so many um but that's that's a huge positive too because they're getting friends and different perspectives from different yep. schooling different families and that's that's huge uh porters we'll come to you have your kids always been happy with your choice um y- 
Yeah, I think so. We have one who, um, when he was a little younger, really wanted to check out the whole private, um, public homeschool mm -hmm. deal. Um, and not gonna lie, that's the one that sometimes when the bus drives by, I'm like, you go ahead and get on that. Bus. <laughs> go ahead. And I'm like, you go ahead. <laughs> like, might be a little easier for me today. <laughs> um, uh, but overall, though, we know they really love homeschooling. Um, actually, a few of them, if you say, they will even randomly bring something up, like where they tell us that they're glad they homeschool, mm. like. I yeah. wouldn't really want to be gone all day or I'm glad I'm not doing this or whatever, you know, what they, in their own little minds, you right. know, their sure. own opinions. And so, yeah. um, yeah, we've had one who has asked and he's past that point now. He really likes homeschooling. He's in high school and he's found his groove and he's mm -hmm. fine with it now. But we had one that, yeah, he was, he was pretty interested in at a time of though. And you guys bring up friends too. And some people wonder, they're like, okay, your homeschooling and friends is a very important thing, yeah. you know, at that age. And um, we are part of a co-op once a week, a homeschool co-op, which is a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a hundred kids or more in it mm -hmm. and um, they get some of that extracurricular stuff like Spanish and public speaking and PE and art and STEM and like that kind of stuff. But they also get the friendships. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, they get that at school too, or at church too, because they're here for youth group and Sunday nights. And that is some of their good friends, but um a lot of their good friends are from co-op mm -hmm. and I mean, it's, um, a Bible based co-op. I yeah. mean, it's, it'd be similar to Christian school where you fill out like, you know, your testimony and you're kind of chosen. And, um, and so they pick, I mean, not chosen, you know, they like, pick <laughs> you know, and so, um, so it's good friendships with, yeah. um, you know, similar beliefs and, and thing. Can you think of anything else, honey? Mm -mm. No. We need to have Doug talk here one of these times. <laughs> Sorry. She's the one doing it. <laughs> I go to work. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the Warshams here. Uh, I know we've talked about this a little bit. What are the costs associated with homeschooling, public schooling, private schooling? Um, maybe even that, that most people don't realize. Um, this could be financially or otherwise, really. What? Um. Well, I mean, the cost, there's, there has to be, there is a sacrifice for financially for people to come to Christian school or private mm -hmm. school. So, and you're paying for everything. So, right. Um, and we try to remember as teachers also, besides parents, that when we teach your child, we understand this is a sacrifice that you are making. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we want to respect that, and we want to make sure that we are doing our part as teachers to teach them effectively so that it's not a waste of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is a, a big sacrifice on the parents' end, and also on the teachers' end, too, because yeah. we don't you know, get, get the salaries that the public school teachers do. Yeah. So it's, it's a sacrifice all the way around. Yeah, but God always provides. Always, yeah. there you go. always. Yeah, that's right. That's can, true. Can we ask, like, how much does it cost? Because I know sure. there's, I know there's discounts, like all kinds of scholarships, and different schools cost different. But we're like, thousand dollars a year per kid, five thousand dollars a year per kid, ten thousand. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, it like depends there, on how many is there kids a rough, you have. Right, mm -hmm. sure, sure. Mm -hmm. It's like a rough. So people that are contemplating, like, how can we 
answer and it that. Varies, I mean, it varies where you're at in the country. Sure, it sure. It varies from school to school. I mean, each person would have to do their own research. But on average, you guys have been in it for a long time. It's 2022 now. You know, back in the day, it probably cost way less mm-hmm. and inflation, all that. But on average, what do you think um, one student costs? Um, this is not my lane. Yeah. Uh, eight to nine thousand dollars, you know, and it's going to be more depending on where you go, or maybe a little less. But, right. And then, and then the more, more kids, kids you have, have coming in, down. Yeah. Yeah. the bigger the discount. Sure. Right. It may not feel like a discount. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like at Grandview, they have discounts for multiple kids, yeah. like exactly. after three kids. Mm-hmm. But some schools don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know Grandview also has scholarships. Yep. Um, that you could get. Um, and things like that. But yeah. So that's why some people, the wife goes and gets another job just to pay for. <laughs> Correct. It's like true. Though they're kids. right. We know people who have chosen private school and the Lord does provide for them. Yeah. There's sure. times where they're like, oh man, this is a lot. And I, we've never had anyone stop going that mm-hmm. I can think of right. because of that. The Lord has yeah. always provided. So. And when the, the last one goes through, you celebrate. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like paying off a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's, it is almost like sending your kids through, through yeah. private school is probably almost like having a, a second mortgage. Um, it's such a, a commitment. It's such a sacrifice yeah. that you have to be called to the Lord to send them there. Yeah. You have to make sure um, because it would be an awful thing to waste the money if you're not fully committed to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we'll go over to the Millers. What are some costs associated? <clears throat> Not a ton financially, obviously, with public school. Public school's school free, but yeah. if they're in any activity, you right. know, you're paying, um, like Claire was in cheerleading all four years. So that was a couple hundred bucks each year, um, you know, plus, uh, I mean, she didn't have to pay event costs or anything like that. But, you know, snack food on the road, money for on the road um, on the way home. Isaac played football, so there's cleats and gloves and, you know, stuff like that that we paid for. Um, Zeke played baseball. Um, You know, I didn't know they had to buy their own helmet. Like, you uh, you know, there's just things that I didn't know. Um, We borrowed gloves. I mean, I feel like at the public school, there's a pretty big um, um, just, like, used – yeah, used resources, used equipment that they get to borrow and stuff. Even instruments that they get to borrow at the public school – um, our girls have tried band. Well, Zeke was in band as well. Um, what were you going to say? No, I just, uh, they were in color guard. Oh, yeah, color guard, marching band. That's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but so fun. We love that. So yeah. we encourage them to do whatever they want. And and it's expensive for us. You know, some of those, sometimes, you know, the cleats and things really add up all at once. So. So and then the traveling, like all the games and the activities and different stuff. I mean, that that's any parent that has their kids in events and stuff, and anything, you know, yeah. like it's the gas, it's the food, it's the tickets to get in. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to put your kids in anything, it'll be really cheap. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't have to spend any money if you don't want to. I guess you got to pay for lunch, but some schools are all free now, you know, yeah. meals are free unless they want doubles. <laughs> then you got to have money in their lunch account. I don't, that's yeah. about all I can think of, though. No, that's all right. Porters, maybe we'll have Doug. You gonna speak up on this? Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have to buy all the curriculum. Yeah. So, and some of it is like, yeah, you can buy it once. You know, fifth grade class, and then the next kid comes into fifth grade. The next kid comes, you know, they, so you get to use it over and over. And some of it's a little broader and stuff like that. And 
but we, I mean, we pay for some online stuff, some typing programs. Um, you have to buy all the supplies. So you don't walk into a school and have desks and computers. Yeah. And we've bought all that stuff and mm-hmm. crayons and pens and <laughs> uh, even really a house that can handle it. Mm-hmm. Like we have a second living room that's a school room. And yeah. Um, we do sports outside of like through co-op or homeschool community group kind of thing. Uh, softball. Our co-op costs money. So it's only it's we do that every Thursday. So we pay for that and have to buy curriculum for that and do different things with that. So, so how much? Food I'll ask you the, we'll ask food. You the question you asked a little bit ago. We have to pay yeah, for food at home, toilet at paper home. at home, yeah, like all that <laughs> stuff. Electricity, <laughs> electricity, the energy bills higher. Do you know how many times I've called the electric company and been like, "Do you know why our electric bills?" Yeah, we get high? we get that thing in the in the mail that's like <laughs> all those your you your energy <laughs> use is higher than all of your neighbors. Yeah. Do you need some help or like and then whatever? I call them and they're like, "How many people?" I'm like seven. And we're home all day. And she's like, okay. That's well, water. Yeah. She's like, that's <laughs> yeah. probably why. Water bill, yeah. all that yeah. stuff is, yeah. No, I will expensive. say, you can, there is a huge gamut, right? Like, oh, yeah. range of, like, yeah. what it would cost to homeschool. You could do it for free. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could find your own curriculum. You could, for especially, free? especially yeah. little, little yeah. ones. Like, if you're doing preschool just give you and stuff. kindergarten, mm-hmm. and, like, you can you can find resources that you print from websites and they're free and for people really, that their kids that. are growing older and they don't need yeah. it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People give things. Cause like, but... la- so like last year, you know, you get the government money and mm-hmm. we did well on YouTube and stuff like that. So we were able to buy computers and buy curriculum and do whatever we want. And then like this year it's like all gone. And mm-hmm. we've spent, I mean, we're in the second semester, but like, we're not going to be able to spend as much, especially mm-hmm. with gas and food and all that stuff going up. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, okay, we're gonna have to cut back this year. Yeah. We just have to adapt to it. And, yeah. But so you can totally do it either way. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I would say um, high school gets more expensive because I'm, um, I mean, we're bringing in stuff for that. Yeah. Um. So, and those um, classes are a little bit more. So like, yeah. I would say like we use BJU. Um, and they, their one course is $350, mm. but at the beginning of the it's year, like they have a sale. And if you order, if you're getting all your courses, you get them 50% off or whatever. So you can get them cheaper. And they let you do payments. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's definitely, I mean, it becomes a bit of an investment. Maybe not, obviously not as much as private school, but it does have, it can yeah, if you cost add it a little bit. Between yeah. curriculum and electricity and food costs, and yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not maybe not quite a, quite as much, but yeah. yeah. Oh no, you want to see my electric bill? <laughs> uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's really good because that that is a big factor for families, um, for sure, when it comes to schooling and and what can you afford and, and what God's leading you to, and that mm. makes um, there's domino effects uh, to the rest of your life of you know. Getting a job, not getting a job, outside of the home, staying in the home, all of that. That's really good. Warshams, we'll come to you. Um, the next question we've got is, okay, we've got families, maybe young families that are listening to this podcast. They're interested in this topic specifically because they're making that choice or, or maybe they're, they're in the middle of making those choices. What would you say to a young family that's looking at all the options, um, maybe specifically from the from your particular schooling uh, lens, I guess, perspective. Uh, What would you say to a young family that's kind of looking at all the options right now? Me? (laughs) Pray, pray, pray. Um, I mean, you have to to do that. And then, you you know, your kids, gauge your kids where they're at, how they're going to learn. 
Um, I, I would say I, the schools are trying to adapt, I believe, mm-hmm. to some of the homeschool principles, you know, as, as far as the small learning environment, um, the way teachers are teaching. I know some of us older ones get stuck and mm-hmm. we just do the same thing, but um, I do think you find schools doing that and adapting the teaching methods and styles. Um, you also have to remember that if if the personality that you have doesn't warrant that you're able to homeschool, then you have to choose a different option, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go to what other, other options that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some places that don't have Christian schools. Yeah. And so you have to determine, you know, it's almost like a um, process of elimination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to choose what your family can do, what you yourself can do, what mm-hmm. your, what your student how they could handle themselves. Um, do they need more help? Do they not? So it's, you've got to pray about it all. Yeah. Yeah. Seek wise counsel and prayer. Definitely. That's probably going to be the answer for everyone. But Porters, let's come to you. Um, I would say definitely. Like I have people who come to me and say, should we homeschool? Should we not? I <laughs> Some homeschooling people might not super love me. I don't tell everyone to homeschool. Um <laughs> I really, really think the Lord needs to lay it on each family's heart on yeah. what they he has for them. Some people that might not be homeschooling, some people that might be public school, it might be private school. And I really think that is something that you have to pray about and seek the Lord in and make the decision for your own family. I mean, we do that every year. Yeah. Like this year, are we, does the Lord still have us homeschooling? Does he still have us homeschooling this child? Does yeah. he have us putting a child somewhere else. You know what I mean? Um, so I really think that it's just based on each individual person and what the Lord lays on their heart and is good for their family and where he's leading them. And I don't think there's a 100%. <laughs> you, everyone should homeschool or everyone should private school or right. everyone should public school. What do you think, babe? Yeah, just say um, with homeschooling, I mean, I'd say try it out if that's where you want to do. And... Um, I'm bragging on my wife a bit, but she's like a machine. So like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, especially with five kids who've tried. And as you keep adding kids and you keep adding kids, I'm going to steal Jesse's idea of like, you can change your mind. It's okay. (laughs) Like, um, you know, I was asking Brooke, like, she's like, should we be the people to be in this podcast? And I'm like, (laughs) I said, I said, honey, how many people do you know? that have five children and they're homeschooling still at 15. Yeah. And th- there's a couple people at our co-op that still are that. And some of them have seven kids or whatever. And they just <laughs> had another one, you know? And so, but it, it, it takes a personality. It yeah. takes it. You, you can't, you don't destroy your marriage or your family right. because of it or something. It's not worth it. Like mm-hmm. it's fine to change your mind. Nobody's going to be like, Oh, you quit homeschooling. Like nobody's thinking that mm-hmm. like, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. So I would say that for sure. It could be a mix sure. and match too. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. We know yep. lots of people who do that. And we've considered that. Private. So. And, yeah. Yeah. Millers. Yeah, I'd agree with what everybody's saying. It's uh, pray about it. You, you got to do what you feel led. God's leading you to do with your family and your kids. So I would definitely agree with that. And I don't think one is better than the other. So mm-hmm. like you have to answer before the Lord at the end of the day and say, Hey, this is what's best for us. I, I would just say from a, from a public school perspective, if you're going to send your kids to a public school, like be ready for the conversations, mm-hmm. 
be okay with the struggles, which every kid is going to struggle. But I think just as a public school, like if you're, if you're going to freak out on your kid and like, I can't believe that, you know, like they're not going to talk, they're not going to open up. It's going to be, they're going to hide. They're going to keep it all in. And we, we wanted it to be like, no, let's talk about it. It's okay. You're struggling. That's fine. We'll be there for you as you struggle through it. And then the other thing I would say would be like, we've, we've made a conscious effort. Like you, like youth groups, huge church is huge for us. You know, if there's a church event, like we'll make the sacrifice yeah. to get them there. Right. Cause like we know how important that is to make those relationships. So I think that's been something that's, I think helped our kids is yeah. just like church is a big deal. Like it's not secondary. Like that is first, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah, I think that's been really good for them. And that's probably been even pushed more than like the school, like, you know, school activities or whatever. I'm like, I don't know about like, do you really want to go out for that team? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you want to go on the retreat? Yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out somehow. Yeah. Right. Cause we want them to be doing that as well. So mm-hmm. I would also say, um, just that the the Lord has helped us walk through each of those situations, and He's given us the words to share with our kids, to love them, and um, there hasn't been anything that was too hard for us to handle. Yeah. So the Lord has been good and gracious, and He has walked with our kids through mm-hmm. every step of school. <laughs> so yeah. we're thankful for that. With the, whatever stage you're at, whichever place you've decided, you're going to have conversations. Yep. Yep. You just need to make sure that you have wise counseling and wise people, <laughs> and you're going to have the struggles no matter which avenue you go. You're yeah. going to have yeah. kids that are going to run into unsaved if you're in the private school, public, yeah. even homeschooling. I mean, they're going to run into those types of kids, and you're just going to have to have those conversations, those hard ones. Yeah. Which I think is huge as a, as parents to be walking with the Lord, to yeah. be in the Word, right? Mm-hmm. Like you yourself are walking with the Lord so that when the situations come up, wherever you're at, mm-hmm. you are going to be able to talk to them and keep the focus on the gospel and, you know, the Bible and what does the Bible say? Otherwise, it's, yeah, then you start to think like the world or you start mm-hmm. to act like the world and it's like, okay, well, we need to give the biblical perspective here. That's why yeah. it's a partnering. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts from anyone as we were going through the podcast? You're like, ooh, ooh, I really wanted to say something, or I forgot to say something. Um, we can we can come back to anyone. No, Doug, you've like barely spoken. Doug, <laughs> no, uh, maybe another thing to say to a parent that's considering is a co-op was a real help to us because uh-huh. it had the things that we couldn't do maybe at a public or private school like a gym mm-hmm. or science labs or public speaking and tri- field trips and all that kind of stuff yeah. and socialization like obviously we get that from the church but half of our kids friends are at a co-op so yeah those are, those are helpful yeah People with better skills in certain areas that teach, you know, some of them are teachers, former teachers, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I can think of. Well, that's awesome. Well, at the end of the day, um, we all understand that each kid is different. Each family is different. And I heard that over and over from, from all of you. Um, and what each family might decide even from year to year or child to child might be different and that's okay. (laughs) Um, I think I, I kept thinking of the principle from second Corinthians 14, four through five, um, certainly applies in, in this scenario. It says, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master 
that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than the other. We might say one person esteems one schooling better than the other. Uh, we have sometimes maybe heard some of those debates. Um, while others esteem all days are alike, each one should be col- fully convinced in his own mind. And I think that principle, while it's not talking about schooling necessarily, we can apply that to the schooling choices that we make as parents. We need to be convinced in our own minds, and ultimately God needs to be working in and through us, and we need to be close to the Lord and praying and seeking wise counsel as we make this super important decision and uh, be ready to change, be ready to be flexible and, and uh, with, with how things change, how our culture changes, how our kids change, and um, yeah, just staying close to the Lord is super important. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode, listeners. Thank you to our special guests. Thanks, Jeff, Karen, Abe, Jesse, Brooke, and Doug. Thank you for joining us. This has been awesome. Like I said, this is a highlight for me. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Um, and as always, we'll, we'll provide probably a few resources in the, in the show notes here for you parents who are, are thinking about this topic and wondering about it. Um, or if you go to Sailorville, find one of these people, talk to them, <laughs> they're a resource to you. Seriously. They would, they'd love to, to chat with you about that. Um, so check out those resources and listeners, we'd like to hear from you as well. So if you have any parenting questions, um, that you'd like us to answer on this podcast, or if you know, um, a Sailorville parent, maybe who has some wisdom to share, uh, no one feels fully prepared in Doug and Brooke. We're talking about that. <laughs> like, no one, no one has all the answers, um, but all of us have experiences that God has given to us that, that we can impart maybe wisdom or at least what we've experienced, and hopefully um, we can help other parents as they seek to, to make wise choices. So if you know of a parent that is wise or maybe has some wisdom or could, could be a guest on the podcast, let us know. You can just email the office, office at sailorvillechurch.com, and uh, we are looking forward to, to having more podcasts. Our next topic for next month is family vacations expectation versus reality by the time that podcast drops it'll be near summertime so we'll be talking about family vacations and how to look at it from a biblical perspective should we do it should we not so uh thanks again everybody can say bye thank you bye